The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine authentic power. And now here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there. And welcome to our second show, and I'm really excited to be here. Today is all about having an authentic voice. Do you have confidence to own your own authentic voice in every area of your life? Because when you do, you're likely to be happier, healthier. You have more sustained success and fulfillment. It requires you to step into your personal power and to own your own voice. And today we're going to be exploring owning your voice both personally and I'm really excited about my guest Renee Johnson who's going to talk to us about owning your space in the digital era and leading with influence and that requires you to have an authentic voice to own it and to use it. But before I introduce Renee one of the things I'd like to talk to you about is owning your authentic voice at a personal level. I wonder how often do you bite your lip? You know, how often do you find yourself swallowing those things that you want to say? How often do you feel truly heard? Because you speak doesn't necessarily mean that anybody's hearing. And because you speak doesn't necessarily mean that anybody has understood what you meant in the way that you meant it. Why is it so many people don't use their authentic voice. Is it because you don't have the self-worth and you think, well, who am I? Who's gonna listen to me? Is it that you're worried that what you stand for won't be something that other people agree with and that you worry about what they'll think about you and whether they'll think less of you if they don't agree? Are you frightened of the repercussions? You know, there are so many reasons why people don't use their authentic voice. And for many people, that conditioning starts when they're small. You know, the old saying, children should be seen and not heard. And if we don't learn to try out our voice and to try out our ideas and to understand what our values are, then it's very difficult to actually feel as if you have something worth saying and that anybody's going to be interested in listening. Owning your authentic voice is something that requires you to have self-confidence, to believe in yourself. And one of the reasons for starting Leadership for Life, this show and all of my work, is around helping people to step into their genuine power. Now, that comes with some responsibilities, because if you're talking about being genuinely, authentically you, then one of the things that has to happen is that you have to be well, walk your talk, be the, be what you say you are, do what you say you will do. And for some people, that's really, really difficult. I was talking to a client this morning, an amazing lady, and yet she has a, a real reticence about speaking up and letting people know what she really thinks. And yet what she has to offer is not only really wise, but incredibly helpful. And so we had a conversation this morning about, you know, you can hold it to yourself, but actually, what good is that doing? Not only are you not helping the people that you're destined to help, but holding on to what you want to say, keeping silent, brings that congestion to your throat and often leads to people feeling poorly because they're not being truly who they are. So I want you to think about those situations where you in the past have not used your voice. Let me give you a few examples. 
I was working with a client and it was a client who came to me originally for, uh, for, for personal advice and it turned into being a professional stroke personal thing and it's very difficult to split the two because you're the common denominator. You take yourself into both places. She'd just started a new job when we had this conversation and we had a, a session, it was early evening and she was beside herself. She was so cross. And I said to her, what's the matter? And she said, I've started a new job. It's really, really challenging. And I got home and my husband was lying on the settee, having got home at three o'clock in the afternoon. And as I walked in at six o'clock, his first words to me after he'd said hello was, what's for tea? And I was so cross with him because he could have got up and he could have started the meal and then we could have both sat down and had a bit of a relax, but he didn't and I am angry with him. And I said to her, what did you say? And she thought for a moment, she said, nothing. I said, what did you do? And she said, well, I went into the kitchen and I banged the pots about. I thought he would come out and recognize that I was cross and he'd come and help me, but he was too busy watching the football. When I said to her, you know, had you thought of saying to him, neutral voice, not with the anger, but come on, let's both do dinner and then we can sit down much more quickly and we can relax together. And being very clear about the communication in terms of what she wanted from him, but she didn't. And that's what many people do. They sit in the corner and they simmer and they suffer and they say nothing and then get very cross with the other person and with themselves. And I think it's really important to say to you that, you know, having your authentic voice and being able to say the things you want to say does not mean shouting, being critical, being nasty. Because when you do that, you give people lots of wriggle room. Instead of listening to what you say and taking that on board, they're too busy being um, equally cross with you because you've triggered old, um, old situations where somebody's nagged them. So instead of being their partner or being um, somebody at work, you end up being the naggy mother or the uh, critical teacher. And that gets a response from the other person. 95% of our thinking is habitual. So we get triggered into ways of being. So just be mindful that if you want to say something to somebody else and you're cross, get yourself under control first and use a neutral voice and a neutral body language. Every word we speak, the way in which we do it, and sometimes when we, well, in fact, whenever we don't speak, we leave a living legacy. That legacy can be neutral, but it can be negative or positive. So part of this is about learning to use your authentic voice to say what you mean uh, and to say it in a way that the other person can receive without being triggered into um, a response which is less than helpful. Let me give you another example. Somebody asks you to do something. You haven't got the time and you really don't want to do it, but you don't want to look bad. So you say, of course, I'll do it. And then you're burning the midnight oil trying to do your own stuff or you're absolutely exhausted because you've taken on too much. Part of having an authentic voice is being able to say no, but say it graciously and without guilt. And not to say no for the sake of it, but to say no if indeed it's not convenient or it doesn't work for you. And so rather than say, yes, I'll do it, and then resenting it and feeling on the back foot, far better that you say, look, I'd love to help, but on this occasion, I really can't because I'm already committed. You know, that can also work in the professional context when somebody says, will you do this? And you're overloaded. And you say to your boss, well, I'd love to, but these are the things that you've given to me. They're all priorities. Which one would you like me to do? And what would you like me to do first? That way, instead of, again, resenting the fact that you're overloaded, that you are being really authentic about the way in which you are saying to the other person, this is not working for me. Let's together find a way of making it right. 
One of the other problems when we don't use our, our, our authentic voice is it puts you in the victim mode. You know, poor me, look, they don't understand me. They don't listen to me. They're not taking note of how I'm feeling. But the reality is if you don't let them know, they're not mind readers. You know, mind reading is a highly overrated way of communicating. And yet so many people employ that, well, they should know that I'm unhappy or they should know that I'm overworked. They should know that I love them. Because how often do you say the lovely things? How often do you use your authentic voice to say to somebody, do you know what? I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you is such a small thing, and yet it has an enormous power. You know, there's been much in the news about terrible things happening. And I can't remember the person who said the only thing that needs to happen for evil to persist is for good men and women to stay silent. And so, you know, as we are now, I believe, moving into a new era of consciousness, a new normal, I think it's time for us all to step up, to own our authentic voice and to use it for good. You know, people who are so hidebound about being seen to be right, it's highly overrated because in your being right, you make someone else wrong. Why can't it just be different? You know, when you are being overcritical, you have to think about it. You know, where's that coming from? If it's coming from a place where by being critical to other people, you feel better about yourself, then it's really time to do some work on your self-worth. If you believe that by being critical to your children, your partner, your team at work, that you are making things better, then I would suggest to you there are other ways to do it that are actually much more profitable and much more likely to work. Praise the things you do want. Be really clear about what you expect. And then you can hold people to account and say, you know, we talked about this. It isn't what I expect of you. I expect better things because I believe in you. You're much more likely to motivate people and get them to do what you want rather than saying to someone, you've done a terrible job, you're useless. Because all that does is make people feel small, unimportant, unmotivated. For me, I think it's recognising the power of words. You know, when we talk about I'm fed up, I'm depressed, I'm poor, you keep that in the present. Whereas if you talk about the fact that, you know, I've had low mood, I've been anxious, but I'm working on it and things are getting better. That language brings you into the, into the now and gives you the power of feeling resourced because our words have the power to deflate us and make us feel small, to make us feel of no account. And they can do that for other people too. Or they can empower us, give us the opportunity to be the best version of us that we can be. If using your unfamiliar voice is something that's unfamiliar, remember, rather than it feeling frightening and uncomfortable, recognize it's just something that you've not practiced. Like anything, the more you practice, the more it will feel familiar, the more it will feel comfortable. Just like a pair of shoes, when you go into the shoe shop, you put on a pair of shoes and to start with, they may feel a little pinchy and tight, but the more you wear them, the easier they feel, the better they, they become, the more comfortable, the more um, you feel as if they belong to you. And using your authentic voice is no different. Now, after the break, I'm going to bring on my good friend, Renee Johnson. Now, she's an amazing woman. And after the break, I'll share her bio with you. And then we're going to have a discussion about her work and how she helps people. And she helps many. And she and I have just um, finished uh, some work that we've done together around profitable leadership. And it was a really exciting project to do. But more about that after the break. So I'll see you after the break. And I look forward to introducing Renee Johnson to you. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. 
Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be able to introduce my next guest to you. She's a lady that I've worked with, and I know that she's an incredibly dynamic person. Now, I'm going to read her bio, and I make no apology for that, because it's so rich, and I don't want to miss any of it out. And rather than peer at the screen, it's easier to read it off the piece of paper, so please forgive me. Renee Johnson is the founder and CEO of Power Zone Coaching, a strategic leadership company developed from over 25 years of turning struggling or stuck businesses into the vehicle necessary to achieve their profit and legacy goals. Power Zone's coaching footprint can be seen in the public and private sectors spanning the US and internationally. By embracing her proven Power Zone profitable leadership strategies, clients meet their business targets and elevate into their highest expression. They improve their quality of life and those the life of those they influence, making a more significant impact in the world. Renee is a role model for claiming her own power zone. She is passionate about serving other leaders to find and embrace theirs, particularly in the new digital era. Successfully advancing hundreds of leaders and their teams, Renee is an internationally recognized profitable leadership authority and an advanced business education provider. She's an ICF accredited, certified empowerment coach, author of multiple publications, including the top selling women in leadership book, Leaving Your Comfort Zone, How to Lead Your Life from the Power Zone. She's an accomplished motivational speaker and has inspired many audiences with presentations about her passion to become the leader of your life, business, and the communities you serve. So without more ado, Renee, a huge welcome. There you are. Hello. Thank you, Gina, for having me on. What a what a beautiful show it's been so far. I've been enjoying listening to you in the back in the green room. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, it's just a pleasure to have you here. Now, we're going to move from talking about your authentic voice in terms of, of people uh, on a personal level to looking at owning your space in the digital era and leading with influence. Why is that so important? Well, so important, particularly the times that we're in where what, whether you had integrated digital or not, you are you are forced into it. And that 
identifying and claiming your impact as a digital leader is is a must-have skill more than ever and especially for those leaders that are wanting to rise above the noise because in that digital environment there's a lot of things that are distracting ourselves as well as those that we're leading in influence i mean pulling at our team especially if they're in the work at home hybrid right so that that's a, an important part of it and also because that environment that we are working to create as leaders, which is one of our charges, needs to be able to influence even more powerfully, needs to motivate at a higher vibration, and it needs to build trust. That trust has to be very, uh, very clearly directed, given all the things that are trying to align with the attention of yours and your team's uh, strengths and talents, and to be able to keep them enlisted in your vision. And uh, no, no, micromanage. You're going to have less opportunity for that in the digital era. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Because I was talking to somebody just before this show who was of the opinion that before the pandemic and the, the huge shift into digital everything, yeah. she thought that the moving us forward in terms of embracing uh, digital um, platforms and so on was going to take 50 years. And, you know, lots of organizations were refusing to let people work from home. They were, they thought, well, I don't need that. And yet in those, la this last, what, nine months, there's been an enormous shift, hasn't there? And people have recognized the power of digital. Uh, and many people have been dragged into the 21st century kicking and screaming. Yes. I mean, we those who have, have found it an annoyance, like if they didn't want to get on different platforms as their personal and they minimize, you know, their email or other things, they're going to have more. You're right. They're going to have more of a difficult time. But those that embrace it are going to find a unique way to really transfer their knowledge as a leader and knowledge as power in the sense of helping individuals have what they need to be rise up to their highest best self, which I, I know that you believe in as well. Some of the projects we've worked on before and that that ability to have more um footprint, if you will, in that digital arena is going to be a game changer if you embrace it because it will directly impact the bottom line. And I know we'll get into some things around that, but getting comfortable with it in, you know, you're going to have to get, get comfortable with, you're going to have technology issues. You're going to have, you know, same kind of things you would have in the office where people, you know, forget this or that. But the good news about the digital is that you'll be able to influence more people at a given time. And that's going to help you as a leader make the best use of your time and use the highest value of your time. So what for you are the most important principles when you're talking about your digital um, presence? You know, I'm a business person. I'm a leader of my business. What are the things for you are the real essence of what I need to focus on in my in my digital uh, platforms well first one is is very much one that i know you and i are in sync with and that is identifying your why if you haven't done it before your digital era you're going to miss out because one of the key things that's going to happen in this is you've got to know what you stand for so you can stand out you are now going to have more things competing for your attention in, in, and uh, you don't want to become the background white noise. And so you've got to know where you stand out and digitally having a brand for yourself, knowing the impact you want to make as a leader. And that way on any platform, you are consistent because you will have more opportunities to be seen, to be heard, and in essence, to influence. And so knowing what your why is, and that drills back to your core values. That one of the things that is so important is that when we talk about branding in your digital leadership, it's always about your values. And in fact, if you even drill it back in your company, branding is values. It is the way that you identify and then how you communicate that. And I liken it where Nike, um, Dan Wyden, their chief uh, advertising officer at one time said, that Nike didn't discover, didn't find advertising to make them such the great you know, footprint they yeah. have. They discovered their voice. 
And that's what your why is, leaders, is your voice. And your values, whether you're, you know what they are or not, or whether you're honoring them or not, are speaking loud and clear every time you communicate. And so, you know, the emails, the, the Zoom meetings, the chat rooms, the electronic, you are speaking that. And that is so important to understand because your why is going to give the fuel, the energy to your message to move your team forward. And that helps you now enlist them more into your vision instead of pushing and pulling. And so the next one, if it's okay to move to the second one and the reason why to capitalize on that is that that leadership voice, your digital leadership voice I was just speaking about. Here's the thing. If you don't know what your values are and how to communicate them in a way that draw people into your vision, you're going to be then um, not inspiring, creating relationships that inspire, that want to move forward with you. Instead, you're going to be pushing and pulling and even demanding more so than you ever. And it's going to stand out even more because your vibrational level. So maybe you could hide behind some of the words and so forth and the emails or the documents and messaging. But now in this era that you are on camera and you're in the digital arena, um, you're needing to know what your digital voice sounds like. Does it influence? Does it inspire? Or does it cause a frequency that repels people? And then it, it, it actually works against you adversely and not create the relationship building that you're going to need to help people get inspired and feel confident, especially with everything going on in the world, feel confident to move your vision forward. And that is one area that I teach my clients because you may be saying something and using the right words, but you're, but the energy behind it energetically is speaking loud and clear, even more so than your words. And they could be nodding their head at you because you're speaking, yeah. but they're hearing underlining your frequency. And the new levels of being a digital leader and being a profitable digital leader, you need to understand your frequency and what are you admitting? What are you admitting? What is it? What's the cause and effect of it? And there's ways to drill that down. And the third area is, so we have, you know, first, what do we stand for? So we can stand out. How are we influencing and, and inspiring those changes? Because I believe that knowing how to influence using your why is the top number one soft skill you're going to need to learn as a digital leader in this era. The third one is un uncovering uncovering the untapped power that you have right right before your eyes to improve organizational performance, well-being, and yes, even profits digitally. So hear this. If you ran before from systems, you're gonna you're gonna be called out. <laughs> you're gonna be called out or up, whichever way you want to go, even more so, because systems are the backbone. And if they're not in place in a way that they can run effectively so your team can be self-managed because you're not going to have as much opportunity to go down the hall and micromanage and pop in. Mm -hmm. You've got to have those systems in place. So when's the last time you dusted those off? Are they set up so that they are advancing, advancing the authority, the values and the well-being of that employee so that mm -hmm. They can be accountable for you even when you're not around and they can deliver your branding as a leader, the influence, your voice that you want to have out there. And so the it's so important in this digital era, even more so to keep your word and without having organized systems, again, that can up level your team, consider their well-being and, and consider the authority and the value that they need to be taking care of, advancing that up, okay, mm -hmm. calling them up, not out, then it's going to be very difficult for you to keep your word. And guess what happens in the digital arena? How you're leading, okay, the influence, the true influence, what people think about you gets around there faster <laughs> than any time before, before. And it's a lot harder to change if, you, if you're not aware of it. So, you know, profitability, performance efficiencies are greatly tried, tied to the leader being able to delegate and give the proper authorities down to the employee so they can rise to their higher and best self without those systems. When's the last time you looked at them? I've actually, Gina, 
have challenged many of my clients during the times when they had to maybe take a break to know kind of industry they were in, yeah. uh, you know, during the, the COVID here. I said, well, what are you doing during that time to up level and come out the other end? Mm -hmm. And one of the key things I recommended was to go back and, and really look at the systems with new eyes in new energy and where are we aligning or not in our values? Where are we building relationships mm -hmm. with the customer? And how are we reporting on those so that we give more opportunity for our team to own it and to grow them and develop them? There's an enormous mountain there in, the, in what you've just said. And I'd like, if I may, to just take a step back and, and unpick some of that. Yeah, love to. I absolutely agree with you that having a really clear sense of purpose, uh, your why, and sharing that, communicating back to that authentic voice, mm -hmm. that you having that that vision and it's just in your head doesn't take you very far, does it? No. It has to be shared in a language that people can understand and start to own. Because you talked about people up-leveling, taking responsibility. In order to do that, that vision has to become something that they also want to be part of, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's having the systems in place absolutely true you know i'm reminded of how uh, there was an experiment that uh, a school did where they wanted to see how far um, a digital message uh -huh. would go and they put a digital message out on facebook and on linkedin and within 24 hours it had been seen by several million people and i think one of the things that perhaps people need to take on board but also I think it's an area that people are frightened about is how will I look you know um, will people judge me because of how I look or how I sound or what I'm saying um, and yet there's this sort of dichotomy between being frightened to actually get out there and, and do and at the same time being really careless about whether what they do say and what they are um, showing up as it's actually authentic and that they walk that talk mm -hmm. and that people can actually see that it's not just posturing mm. boy that is, that's that's a really good point to bring up so when we are walking our talk when we are the voice you know of our leadership messaging our leadership brand then we got to lead by example and Absolutely. so i guarantee there are individuals in your team that feel very similar to you and and be able to communicate and and bring them in to help you learn those tactics even like the the millennials or youngers if you need that help uh, i have a client right now that i'm coaching the east coach uh east coast and helping her um come online and bring the messaging and, and she's new at this. And I said, get your team involved, make this a company charge and bring in the, because one of the cool things about being digital is more innovation. So yeah. lift them in that and share your, your fears, your concerns, your ideas. And now you're bonding and you're building and you're inspiring again, back to those three points that I talked about and let them own it. Because if people don't meet you where you're at, they're not willing to take things with you forward where you want to go and so so all those fears you you know you don't have to be perfect you're going to have some technical things like i had a little bit today and and you're going to you know bring the team into the process okay with that also there's a sensitivity culture out there like never before so that's another thing to own and you're going to have other people on your team maybe you're more comfortable and you're willing to put yourself out there but you'll have people on your team that don't want to but need to lead this and they've gotten used to you know being able to hide yeah. behind in the office door closed or whatever yeah. right always in meeting yeah. in their calendar so that's another thing that you can do you can inspire them to grow and to change by by helping them and telling them how you feel and the there's just a pot. I think that if you can get comfortable with the positive cause and effect of innovation that can happen in this, then you're going to be a lot years ahead. And you're also going to be looking for new ways that you can align yours and your team's skills differently inside yeah. of the digital arena. So uh, taking yourself out of your comfort zone, 
is going to be such an impactful way to get started in this process. But there's people like ourselves here that can help them, right? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I've been out of my comfort zone permanently for the last three years. And a lot (laughs) of that has been around the digital um, platforms. And I would say to somebody, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I hate seeing myself on camera. I hate my voice. I would say to you, so long as it comes with the intention of good heart and that you are coming from a place of authenticity, people are very forgiving. What they don't forgive is if you're trying to be something that you're not. That's now, that so- doesn't, I'm going to say that doesn't mean to say that you don't do the best you can, that, you know, yeah. I can remember uh, being on a networking call and there was a guy in bed with his shirt open, with, on, with his pyjamas, it was, you know, <laughs> You know, you need to make a bit of an effort, but at the same time, you need to be you and recognize that it doesn't have to be perfect. It's it you will learn. And just like any new skill, like driving, you know, when you first got behind the wheel of a car, it felt very strange and very scary. And yet I bet now there are lots of times when you drive to work and you don't even know how you got there because you've got mastery of it. Um, And. I don't I don't suggest I've got mastery of it, but I'm a lot more confident about being in front yeah. of the camera and recognizing that, you know, if I make a bloop, well, I make a bloop. It comes from a good place. It does. And that goes back to the vibration, the frequency that I was mentioning earlier about that's that new soft skill about influencing inspire. That's that's an area and and the values. So scientifically, we know that values are energy. They're not morals, they're not right and wrong, but they they are put off energetically. And we will feel the values more so than the words, as I mentioned. Well, this works in your favor. So if you're new to this and you're stumbling around, like Gina was saying, your heart's in the right place. People are going to feel the energy. They'd much rather feel your energy and what you believe in through the, your tone and your messaging than they would have the exact pretty background and, and Zoom screen that whether it's it's working or not today, yeah. the energy and that frequency also your customers, you know, it is, it's, this is not a woo-woo thing because have you ever had somebody sell you something? Maybe they're in healthcare, but what they're they're asking you to buy and buy, buy into the experience, you look at them and they're not matching the frequency. Yeah, Absolutely. well, you're not going to hide that anymore. <laughs> right? There's always been the time, hasn't there, when you meet somebody and what they are saying and the feeling that you get from them yeah. is doesn't match. Yeah, but yeah. I think you become perhaps more exposed digitally because instead of that person disappearing and there's no record of it, that when you do something digitally, it's there and it can be found and seen by other people. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, as we go through, I want to ask you, who's your ideal client? My ideal client uh, is executives, high level. So the ex- executives, you know, from that senior to the CEO C space and business owners and the small and mid-sized companies that have what I call profit power leaks. And that's L-E-A-K-S. And how would you recognize if you're one of those leaders? Well, you spend your time wasting it <laughs> in some area or not. You have wasted resources. These could be things that, oh, I went to that training, but I didn't get to it. Or, or man, we, we purchased this item and we're not using it. Or I have a team member that I need to train more because we've already paid for their salary. I mean, different things that you're wasting the resources. Or you're wasting yours or your team's skills and talents. And when I go in, my my team and I go into companies, we're looking for these because these are going to directly impact your bottom line and they're going to impact your well-being because you're constantly chasing that dissipated energy and power. You're going to feel exhausted at the end of the day. You're not going to feel like it's ever enough. You're going to miss out on opportunities, always being behind the eight ball and you're going to have a revolving door. That's one of the, I I can name all kinds of system uh, symptoms, if you will. So the executives that are wanting to really say, okay, enough, especially with the digital era, how do I claim my power zone where I am in touch with my greater voice? I know my why. I know my values and how to communicate and how to demonstrate those and measure those and bring those into my culture. 
right? And I also know my strengths and I'm using those and I'm up leveling my value and authority. And then by doing that, I'm delegating down so other people can up level their theirs and not your goods and not your greats. This time, Gina, is going to challenge, challenge those leaders that have gotten away because this is going to be a leaner, meaner time in the new era. And so if you're gotten comfortable of staying in and dipping down into your goods and your greats and you haven't had the confidence to actually take on and, and really use your strengths and be a voice for your strengths or you don't even know what they are, well, you're, you're my ideal client. <laughs> so we're actually running out of time. So okay. very quickly, I know you've got an offer. How, what's your offer and how can people get in touch with you? Um, yes. Yeah, so I put up for your audience, I wanted to give you something that could take those three points I brought up and dig it down even further. I was at a global summit last month and I spoke on my digital leadership now in demand. And so I put up a section of that presentation on a special page. You guys can show up here on your screen and it's going to let you walk through at a slower pace and dig down. And it also has a guide. So you can take good notes and some other opportunities if you want to explore further with me. But there's no opt-in required at all. And you simply go to digital leadership now in demand.tumblr.com. So that's digital leadership now in demand.tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R. Dot com and we'll also be putting this up later today on my direct site that I see that is going across the screen but in case you want to get quick access go watch the presentation take advantage of it and you'll be able to dig this down even further I give you lots of strategies <laughs> brilliant thank you very much indeed it's been an absolute pleasure to have you it was a pleasure working with you I know we've put the um, the YouTube sites for power zone uh, coach site and also genuinely youth site so um, please go and have a look Renee thank you very much my darling and I look forward to speaking to you again soon thank you it was a pleasure so we're about to have a short break and after the break I'm going to be talking to you about enlightened leadership you have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Welcome back. I wanted to spend the last few minutes of today's show to talk to you about why leadership for life. You know, I've spent my working life working with people from age seven to 84. 
And many people, many experts have said to me, no, you need to niche down. You need to just work with, with one aspect of, of leadership, with one group of people. And I've resisted because although that may be the assigned wisdom, I know that each of us is the common denominator in our own life. We take ourselves every moment of every day, wherever we go. And so to separate yourself out in terms of your personal life or your professional life, to think that, you know, at a particular age, you suddenly stop being who you are, that's crazy. And so for me, the holistic view of you being the leader of your own life, whether you're talking about you in terms of your everyday actions, you as a, a parent or a partner in your personal life, within your friendship group, within your societies, um, your, your groups and so on, you the professional. So that ultimately it has to be a holistic approach. It has to be working in terms of who you are genuinely. Because ultimately, you know, the core values that Rene was talking about earlier, you know, those are, well, if you lived in the UK, the reference to Brighton Rock would be really clear. So let me explain. If you go to the seaside anywhere in the UK, you can buy sticks of rock. They are sweets, mint flavoured, and they've been created so that usually they've got the name of the place written. So wherever you cut the rock down across the roll, you will find the name. In the case of the example Brighton Rock, you would see Brighton Rock written in bright red letters in the white mint with a red um, outside. So your core values are exactly that. They are what run through every part of your life. And if you don't know what your values are, and if you don't live in tune with your values, it causes all sorts of problems. You know, one of the main reasons why people get depressed and anxious, I believe, is because that they are, something is out of whack in terms of their life and their core values. Very often that's their working in an environment or working for a boss or working with a team where the core values are, are at odds with one another. But it's also true in relationships. I do a lot of work with couples and without exception, when the relationship goes wrong, somewhere in that mix, significantly so, is the fact that the two people have different values. And what's interesting to me is that they'll very often use the same words. Love is an ideal example. They'll both say, yep, a really important value is love. But it's as if they're talking two different languages. One person is using the language of oranges and the other is learning, uh, is using the language of apples. And so unless you use the word in the same context, it's very difficult sometimes for people to recognize that what you see as love or whatever the value is, as something that works for them. And I think possibly the best way I can describe this is by sharing with you a story of a, of a of clients. They'd been married for four years and they were in significant difficulty. And we did some core value work and I asked them to write down their core values, things like love, fidelity, trust, respect, integrity, whatever, um, and asked them to do their list first and then to prioritize their top 10. Both of them had love at the top of their list. So I said to the lady, so what needs to be in place? What behaviors do you need to experience in order to feel love? And she said, um, I need him to buy me flowers. He was incandescent with rage. What do you mean you need to buy me flowers? I, I always buy you flowers. Every Friday when we go to the supermarket, I buy you flowers. And she said, no, you don't. You put a bunch of flowers in the shopping trolley. He was quiet. And he thought, and he then said to her, do you know what, you're right. There's no more thought goes into those flowers than buying a tin of beans or a, a Brussels sprouts. What he recognized is that the um, symbol of love was that he would go buy flowers, choose her favorite, give them to her and say to her, I love you. 
I asked him what he then thought would be um, what he needed in order to feel loved. And he said, well, I, can't, I, I need to tell you what makes me feel unloved. And he said, when I knock on the door and you open the door and you turn away. And she said, but our hall is so small, there's no room for both of us. I turn away, go into the kitchen, turn around and give you a hug. And he said, but in that time between the door and the kitchen, I feel rejected. Now, can you see how being authentic about your voice, sharing with people, finding that common language is incredibly important if you want the other person to be able to recognize your blueprint? Because we all have a blueprint of how things should be. But the reality is that they're very often not. And when we start to authentically talk and listen, we've got two ears and one mouth for a very good reason, actively listen, really taking on board what the other person is saying, then magic happens. Because once you start to understand where the other person is coming from, you don't necessarily have to agree, but you can actually then understand their point of view and agree to differ. Today's show is all about you finding your authentic voice. And if it's something that you find difficult, please reach out. Come on one of the VIP days. Go onto the website and look. There are loads of programs on there. But do something. If you always do what you've always done, you'll only have what you've already got. And if it's not making you truly happy and fulfilled, then the only person who can do something about it is you. Stepping into your enlightened leadership of your life, personally, professionally, creating a great relationship with you, finding your authentic voice and using it on a regular basis are all going to make a huge difference. My intention throughout this show is to be of help and to give you an opportunity to meet people who have points of view, who expertise, uh, enthusiasms that will also, I hope, make you think and help you become the leader of your own life. You have the responsibility for your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, your words. Today we've been focusing on your voice, recognizing how important it is for you to own your voice. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please, please share it. Um, help other people um, make contact with it. Go onto the Genuinely You YouTube site. Go onto the websites, genuinely-you.com or enlightenedleadership.co. Take some action. Remember, so far as we know, you only get this life and it makes so much, so much sense to make the most of it. So I'm asking you to... Step into your genuine power and become the leader of your own life. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcast.